0: Hi everyone, welcome to Around the World in 80s Movies. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. I I also wanna let you know that I do another film podcast that covers brand new movies out in the theaters. It is called the Quipster Film Review Podcast. Just remember that Quipster is spelled with a W instead of a U and you'll find it. Today, I'm very proud to present a film that I consider to be my favorite film of the nineteen eighties. It's actually my second favorite film of all time, but back before I was in college and I saw Hitchcock's masterpiece called Vertigo from 1958, this was my all-time favorite movie for the time I was ten years old to the time I was about twenty or so. And you know, perhaps as testament to the film's greatness, it's still over this many years ranks a very close second as far as uh, what my favorite film is and whenever I talk to people about what my favorite movie is of all time you know people inevitably ask me once they find out that I do film reviews. If I mention Vertigo sometimes they look bewildered and usually I have to bring up the fact that well I also love Raiders of the Lost Ark and yeah that's when their eyes will light up and they'll follow it up with that oh yeah Raiders that's a great one. You know, I've probably seen this film maybe 30 times in my life. I pretty much know every word, every scene by heart. I really never tire of seeing this film. It's the most perfect action adventure that there ever was or ever will be, in my opinion. You know, it might seem to diminish the significance of the word masterpiece to label such a fun and populist form of cinema as one. But in my humble opinion, I do think that Raiders of the Lost Ark qualifies And to say a film that's this magnificent, it really only comes once in a generation, maybe, and would make it a classic of its era, I think no film in its genre, action-adventure comes close before or since. It's the greatest action-adventure of all time, and I will lay down top dollar, bottom dollar, whatever you want to say, I'll go to my grave, never wavering in the certitude of that opinion. Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's a uh, it's a PG-rated film. It does have some violence, mild sensuality, and some disturbing imagery. It pre-existed PG-13. It would definitely get a PG-13 rating today. In fact, it almost got an R rating because there was one particular scene late in the film, uh, a particularly gory moment that the ratings board thought was a little bit too much for a PG film. And so uh, Steven Spielberg added some fire in front of the image in order to, uh, to temper its graphicness, I guess. If you know this film, you'll know the, the moment I'm talking about. The runtime is an hour and 55 minutes. The main star is Harrison Ford. Karen Allen, Paul Freeman, Ronald Lacey, John Rhys-Davies, and Daniel Elliott provide some of the more substantial supporting cast. Steven Spielberg is the director. Lawrence Kasdan is credited as the screenwriter. Now, if not for the purest aspects of of recording this review, I'd probably forego telling you any part of the plot. I mean, who hasn't at least heard of what the plot of Raiders of the Lost Ark is or really has seen it probably multiple times? So if you're one of the rare people who has not seen Raiders, you probably just should go see it. And, And I would say right now, I mean, why are you still listening to this? Go see it if you haven't seen it. Of course, this is the role that made Harrison Ford a superstar. He's playing here a world renowned archaeologist named Indiana Jones. The year that this is set is 1936. It's just before the rise of Hitler and the Nazi regime to full prominence. Hitler had been seeking the long lost Ark of the Covenant, this container for the original tablets containing the 10 commandments supposedly reportedly used by god's people in the days of old to crush their enemies using its vast powers and for over two thousand years the ark had been completely hidden somewhere and still has at the beginning of this movie the nazis are digging in one of the sites reported to be a resting place for it the american government seeks fame and fortune hunter dr henry jones aka indiana jones to find the ark before it ends up in the wrong hands but that's easier said than done He not only has to face peril at every turn, he also has to bring along an old flame who no longer has much tolerance for the likes of Indiana Jones. Way more to the story than that, but this is a movie that I I don't want to get too deep into the plotting. In fact, there was a lot I prepared for this particular episode of the show. I I almost considered making it a two-parter because I had so much I wanted to say, but I ended up just chopping out quite a bit of it and just concentrating on things that I really just want to say about this movie. Now, I'm calling this film, by the way, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I know that, you know, retroactively, it was redubbed Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now that you find it on video, I think that was just to kind of keep it with the package with the other films that also start with Indiana Jones. And the. I really do not endorse that. I will always call it Raiders of the Lost Ark, just like I always call Star Wars, the first film, Star Wars and Not a New Hope or something like that. I don't mind if other people do that. I just don't do that so raiders of the lost ark it's marking the union of two mega giants in the entertainment business we're talking about the most red hot filmmakers of the era director steven spielberg and the producer and story writer and a director in his own right though he only did second unit directing here george lucas this really is a collaboration which really far exceeded even the loftiest of expectations this film would make both men legends in the filmmaking industry. Even to this day, it really solidified their reputation because, you know, they were kind of floundering a little bit at the time. It's hard to believe now, but uh, people were wondering if they still had their ingenuity. And Lucas conceived of this as a, an original story in the early 1970s. Back then, the main character he had in mind was called Indiana Smith, kind of as an homage to the uh, the character called Nevada Smith, like the Steve McQueen. He had this in mind around the same time that he was also constructing ideas for his Star Wars universe. So it's really kind of in the core of what he wanted to bring to life. And Lucas had been working on the project with director Philip Kaufman, who was actually going to direct this, Back in the day, in the mid-70s, between he and Kaufman, they really ended up tying in the, uh, the archaeologist and adventurer that they had in mind with the Ark of the Covenant that they ended up basing on this book that they had read that had been published not long before by Trevor Ravenscroft about, you know, these lost relics. Uh, in fact, the Ravenwood name in this film, like Abner Ravenwood and Marion, his daughter, can be seen as an homage to Trevor Ravenscroft in that way. However, as we get into the mid to late 70s, Star Wars became all-consuming for George Lucas, so he ended up having to hand over the project up to that point to his colleague Steven Spielberg, who was also a fan of the old serial adventures that inspired Lucas to come up with the idea. The story ideas that Lucas had grew into this screenplay. It was written by Lawrence Kasdan, who Spielberg ended up contacting due to his collaboration, with him on a movie that he was producing at the time called Continental Divide, the John Belushi film that came out the same year as Raiders. That, by the way, was the first film by Steven Spielberg's production house, Amblin Entertainment. Now, George Lucas was impressed by Lawrence Kasdan's work enough to trust him into the process. After reading his take on Continental Divide, he liked the characterizations he was bringing into it, and he would grow to like in skills so much in characterization that he temporarily took him off of Indiana Jones to rework the screenplay for The Empire Strikes Back, famously. Now, in the interim, Spielberg wisely suggested the name of Indiana Smith that George Lucas had in mind to be changed to Indiana Jones because he felt Smith was too common. It really lacked some pizzazz, although Jones is a fairly common name. He just thought that it had a better ring to it wisely, they didn't change the Indiana. That was the name of George Lucas's, uh, I guess, childhood dog, an Alaskan Malamute that also inspired George Lucas to create Chewbacca because he used to ride in the front seat, kind of shotgun, just like Chewbacca does in the Millennium Falcon. Now, once the script was complete, Lucas and Spielberg used their considerable muscle that they had garnered from being the hottest filmmakers in Hollywood to this massively lucrative contract for Raiders of the Lost Ark, in which they would receive millions up front, and then an unusually large share of the profits, not only from the box office, but also rentals, all the rentals that would come out later, and all merchandise related to the film, as well as getting that tied into the next four sequels, should they be made. Paramount ended up being the only studio that really dared to take them up on this offer, with all of the other studios thinking it was absurd, kind of told them no. And they were especially not going to take the risk given that Steven Spielberg had kind of a lack of success in his most recent motion picture, a film called 1941, that had many studio heads wondering if he was just a flash in the pan. You round out a lot of the colossal talent brought on board. John Williams would write the forever memorable score, arguably could be considered one of his best, maybe even his best score. Although there were so many great ones that I I don't even want to venture into trying to rank them. He had worked with both men in all of their more recent work before Raiders, so kind of a natural fit there. As far as the casting goes, it's really hard to imagine that anyone other than Harrison Ford would be in that role. There were others that were rumored to have been considered, although they wanted a relative unknown for the role so they could keep costs down and also to ensure that they would end up signing up for a three-picture deal. I think the most prominent person you would see attached to this prior to Harrison Ford is Tom Selleck. He actually ended up being the top choice. They offered him the role of Indiana Jones. However, he had just gotten secured into a contract for the television show Magnum P.I., which would make him a star as well, although on television instead of films, he was not able to get out and do the film under that contract, the uh, the studio he was working for did not want him to do that. Nick Nolte is also a prominent name. Sometimes you get mentioned. I mean, I've, I've heard Steve Martin and Chevy Chase and Bill Murray and these names that always get trotted out. I don't know the validity of any of those things, but, you know, whether it's Selleck or Nolte or whoever else that you talk about are fine actors. The casting of Harrison Ford, I would say, who was actually cast not long before principal photography was set to begin after Spielberg had ended up just watching him in The Empire Strikes Back, that proved to be a godsend. He saw him there and he said, I know who our Indiana Jones is going to be. Lucas was already ahead of him and thought, yes, you're going to say Harrison Ford, aren't you? And they did, of course. And even though the character of Indiana Jones has a larger than life quality to him, it's in Harrison Ford's subtle and introspective and his vulnerable delivery that the character becomes much more than just this guy in a hat and a whip and a leather jacket he's capable of getting bruised his ribs can get busted his heart can get broken and at once the kind of brave hero that we all grew up we wishing we could be while also not completely fearless in his pursuits for instance he hates snakes we learned early on just one of his many vulnerabilities and- As far as the rest of the cast, Spielberg mulled over casting his then-girlfriend, an actress named Amy Irving, who was also quite popular throughout the 1980s, into the part of Marion Ravenwood. But once they broke up, they ended up, after a search, included the likes of such actresses like Deborah Winger and Sean Young. Irving would end up replaced with Karen Allen, who was this stage actress in New York that was used to play the role in auditions for Indiana Jones. He really kind of liked her. He liked her in a a movie she had recently done. Don't feel bad for Amy Irving, though. She ended up shortly thereafter reuniting with Steven Spielberg. They ended up actually getting married later on in the 1980s, despite their falling out just shortly before this film. Danny DeVito was also uh, originally thought of in the Sala role. He was under contract, though, with Paramount, and there was a snag in the scheduling with the TV show Taxi, he was needed for that show, so they really didn't have him available at the time that they wanted to. So they decided to proceed with John Rhys-Davies, who Spielberg enjoyed seeing in the miniseries uh, recently called Shogun. Even though from a stature standpoint, he was very much different in appearance with Danny DeVito. And Harrison Ford's subtle performance is really not the only understated quality that makes Raiders of the Lost Ark such a different kind of action flick. It's also an incredibly funny film throughout, often side-splittingly hilarious. There's a droll sense of humor that underlies most of the scenes. It's so small, it's almost imperceptible, but you'll still find yourself laughing more often than even a lot of comedies of the time, even the classics. And the humor is not really obvious. It's almost seemingly unscripted. Many of the film's biggest laughs are ad-libbed, You know, most famously the scene where Indiana Jones pulls out a gun and shoots this uh, very skilled swordsman that was supposed to be a three-day shoot and a big action sequence, and reportedly Harrison Ford was ill, so he couldn't really physically perform, so he said, why don't I just shoot him? And Spielberg thought, hey, that's a good idea, and had him just shoot him after the swordsman shows off one of the great classic funny scenes in an action-adventure film. What makes everything, I think, so humorous is that even though the cast is colorful and uh, somewhat grandiose, they are also very well grounded in surprisingly complex detail for an action film. We We feel like we're watching real characters real people actually even if everything is heightened and larger than life we laugh at their folly and their situations at the time as well as their irrational fears just like we would a good friend in the same situation so i think that's what we connect with we're totally invested in their plight and what their cause is at the time now steven spielberg like I said, tarnished his reputation with his flop 1941. He was looking to restore his name by turning in Raiders of the Lost Ark on time and within the budget, unlike 1941. And he succeeded at both. This actually came in despite all of the moving parts that were needed with the right budget and actually almost two weeks early the film ended up becoming a commercial and critical success it earned over 10 times its shooting budget of about 18 to 20 million just in its initial box office run in theaters it would end up becoming paramount's biggest money earner in its history at that time it would easily get the number one spot for the highest grossing film of 1981 it nearly doubled that of its next closest competitor on golden pond that was another best picture nominee and then speaking of academy award nominations Raiders of the Lost Ark garnered eight nominations. That included the aforementioned Best Picture, as well as Spielberg, Best Director, John Williams for Best Score, and Douglas Slocum for Best Cinematography. None of those would win, but they ended up winning four of the eight with its technical categories. The film editing, the sound mixing, the production design, and the visual effects. Very well deserved there. There was even an additional fifth Oscar it earned for a special achievement in sound effects editing so just kind of an extra bonus there for a job well done there's a lot I could say about Raiders of the Lost Ark but I, I think I'm going to leave it at that because so many other people have said it they've said it brilliantly I mean this is a film that still gets documentaries made about it today flawless direction brilliant characterizations unbelievable score I may forever talk and talk and lose you all in the process about so much that I want to say about this film I'm sure I'll bring up some more of it as we get into the sequels that I'm going to be covering next. But suffice it to say, Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of the most essential films to watch, not only of the 1980s, but of all time, in your lifetime, regardless of what age you are, or what sex, or ethnicity, or walk of life. It is a film that really is for everyone. All ages, all generations, it's a delight. There's something for everyone in this film great classic of thrills and chills and action and adventure and romance and comedy and and all of which is top-notch in every single one of those departments and that's all in one dense exhilarating experience that clocks in at less than two hours it's hard to believe how much gets packed into this film i think the inspiration may have been the old republic b-movie serials but there's no denying that in the process of paying homage to those old pulpy serials that People didn't hold in high regards. Spielberg and Lucas have made an A-grade entertainment to last for all time. I'm giving Raiders of the Lost Ark an easy four stars. I'd even give it more than that if I could, just to show how much I like it. Four stars out of four means I recommend it to everyone without hesitation. It is a great film. And definitely one, if you haven't seen yet, you have to see. If I even find anyone in my life that hasn't seen it, I will stay on them until they do. I can't imagine somebody coming away from this film thinking that it was not time well spent at the very least. So four stars out of four for Raiders of the Lost Ark. And of course, as I just alluded to not too many sentences ago, I will be continuing on with the Indiana Jones series. And I will call it Indiana Jones and the, from here on out, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It came out three years later, 1984. Kate Capshaw also joining Harrison Ford on that and a whole lot of other surprises. It is a film I do not like as much as Raiders of the Lost Ark, though I do like it. It's been a while since I've seen it, and I think it's the movie I've had the most problems with, so I'm always intrigued to see whether I end up just coming to terms with it and loving it, or if I still have hesitation as far as being able to wholeheartedly recommend it. I'm gonna give it one more watch. I'll be watching it with my family, and so I will be intrigued as to how I feel about it for my next review so for those of you keeping up with the movies as i review them just pop that into your player indiana jones and the temple of doom for next week thanks everyone for listening i hope that you enjoy the review don't forget you can find all of my contact information and links to where you can find me on social media and elsewhere at my website quipster.net is where to go q-w-i-p-s-t-e-r.net and until next time thank you so much for joining me on this journey around the world in a Airplane that's leaving behind a giant red streak across the globe <laughs> in 80s movies.